is in the know for Monday, May 22, the 142nd day of 2023. There are 223 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on the Truth Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Look back on the weekend, look ahead to Memorial Day weekend, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the show. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Okay. Do a little landscaping work over the weekend. <laughs> Just a little. A little bit. Um, uh, I helped. Um, you have some rose bushes now um, <laughs> that were, well, that was quite a project. It, yes. Yes. I have, uh, I got two war wounds on my I, forearm, I but I would imagine you have several more than I do. But My hands are absolutely killing me. I wore gloves, but. How did yeah. uh, how did your rose bushes look this morning? Look okay? I didn't even check. Them. You didn't even glance. Okay, well, no. I, I checked That's them just out. So we'll talk the about the kind it later. of morning yeah. that I'm having. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm a little tired. How about you? Well, I'm I'm probably not as tired as you are. I didn't work all weekend. I had fun all weekend, but I was at the ballpark all weekend. You were at a ballpark at least all day on on Sunday. Yeah. You saw a perfect game. Yeah, and the longest game in 13 years, or no, yeah, or 18 years in a region tournament. So it was it was a wild day. It was. Um, now, I saw a couple of games that, in my mind, were perfect, but they were not perfect games. No, I mean, the per- perfect game is, and it it was against a good team, yeah. too. I mean, it was one of the most impressive high school sports moments I've seen. Seemed pretty impressive. Uh, I uh, got to spend quite a bit of time on your home turf at Great American Ballpark this weekend, and uh, you'll be proud to know, Sam, I wore a red shirt yesterday. Good. Um, now, I had to, you know, check my... I had to be careful of how I was reacting was it, to certain things on the field. Was it a Reds red shirt? A red red shirt? No, it's okay. an anthracite shirt okay. with just the red C on it. That's as okay. far as I'm going. Okay. <laughs> not, Baby steps. It was it was strategic. But, I mean, at and least, like, you well, know, the Yankees with their three times the amount of payroll. Because they were all three good games, at least close games, all weekend. Uh, but, I mean, the Reds pitching staff is just so beat up right now. Yeah, I wish was, uh, I wish it could have been like Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft going up against. And I know it doesn't work that way to see really how the three young stars would have gotten in. You only got one of them, but I'm jealous you got to see Hunter Green pitch in person. Yeah, Green played well yesterday. He did a fine job. Man, he throws it hard. And then uh, Severino back for the Yankees yesterday, so that was good. Got a good start in his debut for the season. But this weekend was take your sister to the ball game week weekend. <laughs> you know, sometimes they had bobblehead and they have special events at the ballpark. This weekend was take your sister to – I took one sister to Saturday's game and I took one sister to Sunday's game. Mm. So, now, the one sister that really cared about going was mad that 99 wasn't in the lineup yesterday. But that's okay. She was just happy to be at the ballpark nonetheless. So, anyway. Well, that's good. I did listen. I did get to listen. You know, like Reds post game radio coverage after the game yesterday. I'm trying to even think you know, who would be hosting that on uh, a Sunday. Austin Elmore is the guy. Oh, okay. Name. Yeah, he's a, so he's about he's younger than me. He's just fun to hear the. You know. Yeah, he did a really good job. I listened to him. They, he got called into the bullpen the Bengals Bills game. Yeah, on that because uh-huh. obviously yeah. they had no plans of doing a post game show because they were going to run right into Trucker. Radio mm-hmm. there on 700 WLW. Mm-hmm. And he got called in, and he did a phenomenal job on tackling a, a hard, a hard I, thing. I mean, something that no radio guy ever wants to have to deal with. Absolutely. Hey, sunny and warm to start the week here between the lakes. Sunshine and warm through midweek. They're regionally. Now, don't, don't, don't read too much into this. Regionally, there is a chance for isolated downpours tomorrow and Wednesday, but these are going to be, you may get one and your neighbor is not likely to get one. So just don't, don't bank on that. Uh, don't let that change your watering plans. 
Miss Buckles. Uh, partly <laughs> cloudy and a high of 82 today. By the way, looking ahead to Memorial Day, looks like a scorcher on Memorial Day, I mean, 87. Graduation, not can't get much better than that. Yeah, that's after true. After graduation. But yeah, and that's, that's been better as well, because when I saw it yesterday, it was like 80 on Friday afternoon. Like, oh, good, warm for graduation. Partly cloudy, 58 tonight, mostly sunny, 84 for tomorrow. And then if you're watching with us, you can kind of see the 10-day forecast next week, starting Monday into the upper 80s as your highs for the first week of the unofficial summer. But, um, you know, 50s as your overnight lows, and so nice late spring we got another what four weeks of spring yeah, yeah something like that next week early next week doesn't look much like spring to me the no it, it does not the white house and republicans continuing to meet today to try to figure out solve the riddle on the debt ceiling both are kind of dug in they worked over the weekend trying to reach an agreement on raising the debt ceiling the republicans say we know we got to raise the debt ceiling, but we also have to stop spending so much money. And the Biden White House says, uh, well, we're not going to default on our on our loans. And I don't think anybody's willing to let America default on, on what it owes people by any stretch of the imagination. But the longer you just can't kick the can down the road and just spin, 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 or you are dealing your grandchildren a uh, debt that they'll probably never be able to recover from so you got to come up with some type of compromise i think ahead of june 1st when uh, america is going to run out of the proverbial money and maybe the literal money too the ukrainian president uh, met with the g7 summit leaders president biden was at the g7 summit in japan and Zelensky met world leaders there to kind of talk about the situation in russia i read over the weekend where the biden administration said they were going to train ukrainian pilots on the f-16 and i've it said to me why would you bother to train them on the f-16 if you're not going to give them the f-16 and it sounds like we can read the writing on the wall that we will end up giving them or someone's going to give them i guess there's an outside chance that we're going to sell the f-16s to someone else and they're going to give them to ukraine so it technically looks like we didn't supply them but i don't Everybody in that photo looks so happy. Oh, sure. It's a powerful picture. There's there's Macron. Is that Trudeau uh, behind Macron? Well, well, she doesn't look as Canadian prime minister. Yes, yes, And that's not not Angela. Is that? No, she's no no longer. She's no longer there. Um, And I know that's the, I can't remember the Japanese, what is it, the minister or something, or prime minister, I think, of Japan? Mm -hmm. But that's a whole lot of power in that picture. There's no question about that. I do know that that's Zelensky in the back, because I like it. He always... He's kind of like Fetterman, the uh, senator, where he, he, he continues. He's not going to wear a suit. He's going to wear what he wears. He's wearing his and fatigues, I but I don't think they're Carhartt fatigues. Uh, stepping up, I think Carhartt and Fetterman have some type of business relationship. Stepping up a feud with uh, Washington over technology and security, China's government yesterday told users of computer equipment deemed sensitive to stop buying products from the biggest U.S. memory chip maker, Micron Technology, Micron products have unspecified, quote, serious network security risks that pose hazards, hazard to China's information infrastructure and affected national security. This is just posturing. This is just all the developing technological, uh, technological Cold War that is brewing between the United States and, uh, and China. So more to come on that. SpaceX launched yesterday, successfully sent more astronauts to the International Space Station, including the first Saudi Arabian woman. Hmm. The first woman in space from Saudi Arabia. There were two Saudis on this flight. Uh, One is a stem cell researcher. No, she's the stem cell researcher, Rayana Barnawi. And then a fighter pilot with the Royal Saudi Air Force was also on board. And then... Uh, had some other people like a business lead, somebody that just could afford to go. And so now we're to the point where, like, kind of tourism. If you had enough money and you go through the training, you can get hauled up to the International Space Station. And were you the next one out? Lay around for a couple of days. I didn't, my didn't, bid came in just shy mm. of having enough money in order to do it. So we'd have loaned you two bucks over here. Big things, big we'll things happening uh, nationally. I was a little more than two dollars shy. Here at home over the weekend, it was moved indoors at Grayson County Middle School, but art the 10th Art in the Park came out uh, successfully. I saw some photography from it, and, you know, as they used to write in the, in the update columns, a good time was had by all. 
and there were some winners. Uh, Jackie Pierce got best in show. Martha and Brad Jenkins got the um, the were the category winner for wood materials. Mixed media category winner was Paula Haynes. The painting category was Catherine Pear. Ava St. Clair was a winner. Maggie Basham, Caitlin Stevenson, Elizabeth Colvert, Madeline M. and Chelsea uh, no Chaley Logston were winners in their categories. And then they had the student art show, and you can see all the winners at K105.com. Honey, you had a good time at Art in the Park? We did. We had a really good time. Yeah, we... um we we did just about as much as we could do. So. Did, did I did I see a picture of Alea doing some? Oh yes, something. Um, I don't know what I. Uh, she did. She did a couple different things. Um, one of them was finger painting, and it was funny. Her response, like when she walked up to to the booth or or whatever, um, you know, she expected because we paint at home all the time. She expected a paintbrush. So when the girl <laughs> hands her this little cup. Like, she turns and looks at me like, What am I supposed Mama? to do with this? It, it was her saying, I'm an artiste. Yeah. I must have well, a brush. No, but, but then her, <laughs> when I, I shook my head, yes, go ahead, you know, her grin. She, oh, she, yeah. yeah. She's like, it's not like I've never let the kid finger paint. We have finger painted in the beginning or whatever. But it's been a long time because we've been painting, painting. And so she finger painted. I have a great picture of her and a little bitty girl. Um and then in the cafeteria, uh, she made a piece on canvas that she wants to put in her bedroom. So. Did you see uh, our friend Barry Williams? I did. Yes. And I saw that picture, actually, yeah. Alea, she is the one who took the photo, uh, Mr. Barry and I. So she is an artiste. She's a um, photographer now. Mm-hmm. She can so, take pictures. And uh, we saw some uh, some of our tiny art was already gone it was it was purchased well that's good um, i mean at least you know mm-hmm. you don't want it to be left there yes. and no one buy it that'd be mine. but we picked <laughs> might out, be the last one uh we actually chose tiny art that was not ours good so good. Uh, there was a glass piece that i really really liked and we got that so we had a good time saw a lot of people that we knew um and it was fun. So I was away, but did I read that you got, and I've not seen it. Well, I think it, maybe I've seen it in its in its sleeve, but did you get an inaugural poster? I did. Um, That's cool. So when you were gone, um, Debbie brought me in the 2013, so the very first uh, Art in the Park poster. And uh, they were for sale, um, but she brought me mine as a gift, and um, I got it signed. So. Hey, that's uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and it looked like so many people were having fun, and we yes, we did, and, and it was it was fun to see everybody. It was fun to see um, I don't know the youth, I guess, if you will, like the the teenagers, the high school students, whatever, mm-hmm. um, helping, and it, it was it was great. I would have wagered a large sum of money that there would be a new significant piece of art in our home when I got back from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I just figured there would be no way she would go to the art show mm-hmm. and not come home with something that said, I must have it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that I would have probably went above and beyond on mm-hmm. was not for sale. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. how they get you. And, <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's, it's her only piece. Um yeah. And I, I don't know how to describe it. There are no words. Okay. Um, you had it, to be there. Well, yes. And it's not It's not a painting. It's an actual, um, There's. it's metal, and. but it's not for sale. She wrote the book, and I, I really should have more information on this, um, but it was not for sale. And you probably would have stroked out if she did have a price tag on it. Probably so. <laughs> Well, Might I have gone back to Cincinnati. Yeah. I would have, I would like, have lost. Whoa. I would have lost my bet yeah. uh, because I really thought there would be something that uh, you would you would latch on to. Apparently, they didn't have anything green at the. I did bring home some smaller. The Memorial Day celebration is uh, and the commemoration is coming up this weekend. The annual Memorial Day parade in Litchfield will be Saturday ahead of the holiday, which rolls around on Monday. In olden days, we called it Decoration Day, but uh, Memorial Day is what we call it now. And the parade will begin Saturday morning at 10 a.m. You know, this is, uh, again, uh, uh, in case you're new in town, I like to point out, this is not bring your kids with their grocery bags and collect candy parade. This is a a solemn remembrance where the names of those of the fallen are marched from the old firehouse, um, you know, 
close, closer to the square and then all the way down to the center on Main where there will be a speaker. And so it's a very serious event. Now, in an unserious comment, I guess they got to the end of the list on speakers finally this year um, <laughs> because uh, Roger Lush will be the will be the uh, will be the speaker. So I guess we're I, I I bet he I bet he extracts a big speaking fee. Oh, wouldn't you imagine it's thousands upon thousands of dollars? Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, without a doubt. So anyway, I'm yeah, glad no. Roger will be able to be home. Rogers. And I know he will do a phenomenal job. Sure. I can imagine that. Does well, he, he write it himself? He got. Uh, Oh, when you're Roger Lush, you got speechwriters on staff. Oh, probably former presidential speechwriters uh, that are on retainer for the great and powerful Roger mm. Lush. I mean, come on, probably puts his grandson to work too, without a doubt. What he's been, he's been like 25 years in the service, something like that. Huh. I think so. Long time. So, thank you for your service, Roger. What? So now UConn's on screen. <laughs> uh, UConn doesn't watch the show on Monday, so he, maybe he got fired because typically has a staff <laughs> meeting on Mondays and can't mm-hmm. watch. Uh oh. I did notice. Um, I do I got know, a job for him. I did think he the message that UConn just sent. I think is from the doghouse at his house. Uh oh. Did you all see that he fat fingered yes. the strawberry queen's age? Mm-hmm. I did see that. Mm-hmm. I, did see that. <laughs> I did see I'll that. I did see that. Of course, it's not Twitter. There is an edit button. Yeah, uh-huh. I felt so bad, but I did. I laugh. think. I think he was just. I'm surprised he's even commenting. I would think he was intentional. I would, if I were him, I would lay low. <laughs> That's what I would do. So, but there he is, always causing a stir. Mage's triple crown bid came to an end. On Saturday, a half mile under the Preakness, Mage's Triple Crown chances were already in serious jeopardy. The Derby-winning Colt racing comfortably, and that wasn't that far behind, but the pace was a fairly easy one and then made the leaders tough to catch. So the um, first mission after was scratched, and then National Treasure, Sam's pick for the Preakness, I presume. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have yeah. picked that. I think you said that. Yeah, yeah, well, because yeah. I like the movie. Because you like the movie. Mm-hmm. So National Treasure won. Was Nick Cage on? Mage was third. No, he couldn't make weight. So oh, some, my they goodness. put another Can you imagine that? on top of him. So there we go. Uh, so. That would make like the Preakness or like the Belmont. Now that there's no Triple Crown, put actors on there. Just people, random people. Well, I mean, they, they, they did it. They, they put Shaq on one in a commercial. Let's see that for real. <laughs> a poor horse. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Brooks Kepka. Won the PGA Championship yesterday. It's his fifth major and first live golf player. The last time one of these guys from that are on the live golf tour won a major, they were not on the live golf tour. So that's, uh, I guess, a, a big win for that tour. Uh, Victor Hovland just kind of ran out of gas late. And did you see the club pro? Uh, oh gosh, I can't. Miller, maybe is his last. The guy name. who went with Rory. Yes, the guy that was with Rory that made the hole-in-one and busted the, the cup, uh, split the cup open on 15, and then had a big putt on 18. He finished. He's the top. He he was the first PGA professional. and Now, that's different than a touring pro. These are teaching professionals that work at golf courses around the country. So these are like guys that give golf lessons and that type of thing. The first pro to... Be in the top fifteen of the championship, I think, since the thirties, and so See, he I, automatically I qualifies by being in the top fifteen. He qualifies for next year's good PGA championship. And so where is that? At um, at the old Valhalla. Uh-huh. He, maybe he wants some tips from me. I've I've logged a few uh, rounds on that track, so maybe he'd like a couple uh, balls lost. Maybe he'd like some institutional knowledge from me. You lose less balls when you have caddies. I'm just telling you, it helps. Uh, Kyle Larson didn't mince words after his third all-star race uh, victory in the last five years. He said that was an old-school butt-whipping, for sure, is what he said. And so that's ahead of now the uh, Coca-Cola 600 coming up on. You know, you can do the triple on Sunday if you want. You can get up and watch uh, Monaco, the Grand Prix of Monaco, and then you can watch the Indy 500 on Sunday, and then you can finish with the NASCAR race on Sunday night if you like to do that. Uh, the third region... Girls softball championship was delayed a day. It was scheduled for Saturday. Happened yesterday. Sam, lots of softball on the campus of Grayson County High School presented by Owensboro Health. Yes. Davis County beat Breck in game one, 10 to zero in six innings. Butler beat Ohio 11 to one in five in the second game. And those two kind of went through and, you know, we had the mercy rules. And then 
Woo! The last two games, Edmondson County, Muhlenberg County played a 12-inning thriller. Edmondson won 5-4 to four in the 12th inning. An unbelievable softball game. And then Owensboro Catholic pitched the perfect game to defeat Meade County. And poor John Skaggs, the head coach for Meade County, who formerly was the head coach at Grayson County, at Owensboro Catholic. I know Mr. Spirit was talking to me afterwards, and, and Coach Skaggs came up to him and said, "I just Owensboro Catholic, it's a thorn in my side. He just <laughs> oh, it can't, yeah, it can't happen. when he was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, he, said, he said, I just I, I need to stop it. Um, and then the Cougar baseball team lost last night in extra innings to Apollo. I want to make sure that we mention that. By the way, the viewership was super high for the uh, girls' softball tournament yesterday, I noticed. And uh, so anyway, it's uh, now we set the stage tomorrow. Semifinals tomorrow, tomorrow, yes. It'll be you have Davis-Butler, which should be a great game, and then Catholic-Edmondson. Edmondson has a shot to maybe uh, go into the uh, region championship. Mm-hmm. They probably won't be on the receiving end of a perfect game. Surely not. So it's, it's, it's possible. You never know what could happen. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Today is Canadian Immigrant Day. You hear a lot of, I don't, don't hear about a lot of Canadian immigrants. I know we have a lot of Canadians that work in the United States, actors, performers, etc. but they're still Athletes. Canadians. Athletes, that's right. I hate that you couldn't see the best one, Joey Votto, this weekend. Yeah, missed, uh, missed him. Uh, National Solitaire Day today for people that play solitaire I or do like to play solitaire. Are solitaire? We play some spider solitaire back in the time, and you know, on the because oh, you had like yeah. six games on the yes. computers, and mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that I understood how to play because mm-hmm. no one knows how to play Minesweeper or whatever. It's oh, called. I know how to play. I Minesweeper. know how to play. Yeah. Well, it was just it was always I never took the time to actually learn, so it was just kicking clicking the buttons until you blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's something about the numbers tell you something and all that. But. It's uh, it's life and death Sudoku. That's what it is. Vanilla Pudding Day and Sherlock Holmes Day. I'll tell you at the end of the show why it's Sherlock Holmes Day, if you'll hang around, because I'm sure you're dying to know. You know, did you know that like a, a percent? I can't remember what the percentage is of like people in uh, the UK believe that Sherlock Holmes is real. <laughs> I think it's like 18% That's of people. Funny. They must be muggles. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I don't, and I'm not sure why I know that, actually. More than 42 million Americans are expected to travel for Memorial Day this year, marking a notable increase from last year and one of the busiest Memorial Day holiday weekends on record. Travelers who are driving and want to beat traffic should avoid heading out Friday, which is expected to be the busiest day. On the roads, the least crowded driving days will be Saturday and Sunday. The best times to drive are in the mornings or after 6 p.m. When it comes to air travel, nearly 3.4 million travelers are expected to fly for the holiday weekend, which is an 11% increase compared to last year and a 5.4% increase compared to pre-pandemic in 2019. In fact, the Memorial Day weekend could be the busiest for airports since 2005. So they've gradually been adding back to the staff. You know, the airlines got small during the pandemic, and then it's been really hard to pace with growth to get people trained and back online. And so it's just been a a struggle. And maybe we will hit our stride by the end of the year in it becoming a little easier to maneuver. But there's still a lot of revenge travel going on. You know, people that were stuck and isolated. And as I've mentioned many times, those of us here that experienced the pandemic in more rural America, we still had more freedom of movement because we didn't have to ride subways and Mm -hmm. ride shares and all that. We were just kind of out here able to live life. And yes, we had to distance from one another and we were impacted. But those people in dense metropolitan areas that couldn't leave their house, you know, I was talking with somebody even from Lexington over the weekend, that said during the pandemic, she and her daughters basically could just look out in the backyard, and that's basically all that they could do because they live in a subdivision where things are so close that you couldn't get out. And so it was just everybody had a different experience. So there's still in the summer of 2023, there are people who, when COVID vote, I'm going to travel and I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. So expect that to kind of not just begin, but continue to increase coming up beginning with this holiday weekend. Meta said it's now fixed a Facebook bug that was sending automatic friend requests when users visited profiles through the app. 
which hmm. was bad news for anyone covertly visiting others' profiles on the popular social media site. Oh, you mean like stalking? Creeping. Creeping. Yeah. That's, that's, they got it. Feels a little better. The glitch caused both amusement and consternation on social media, with some people nothing with some people noting that this made Facebook stalking impossible. FYI, there's a glitch on Facebook where you click on a profile under the people you may know tab. It auto sends a friend request to that person. <laughs> Just a warning. Now if you'll excuse me, I have a bridge to do a swine dog a uh, swine dive off of, wrote one person on Twitter. Another person said, "Well, that's why I got, that's why I got a friend request from my ex." <laughs> you got to watch those friend requests. Yeah, got to got to be careful. That's where that, they get you. That, right? that people people you may know section uh-huh. could, uh, could could change your life. It could. Cheetos elevates its heat game with the debut of the <laughs> new Cheetos Flamin' Hot Smoky Ghost Pepper Puffs. I can't. I had the flaming hot Cheetos last night. I had a handful of them because uh, the kid likes them, and about four at a time. Four at a time yeah. before she you goes running t- through yeah. the house doing this. <sighs> yeah. So they're okay. I mean, they're not. They're good. I like them. I, I, I don't. Couldn't tell you the last time I had them. To but. tell you the truth, I kind of expected if you put the name flaming hot on there, I'm kind of expecting you to bring a little more because they're not. Well, here you go. They're not flaming. No, but now, they're doable. I mean, yeah. she's made me eat a few. I mean, I, I just am not. So they're trying to ratchet it on up. Cheeto says, oh, yeah, you want more? Well, here's ghost pepper puffs. And they're available starting today. Okay. Well, go get yourself. I don't feel, I don't feel the need. That, well, you I, like, I, I you like, like hot spicy. stuff. Yeah, I, yeah I like spicy and hot stuff. But I in no way feel the need, okay, try and hurt me. Well, I just, I, like, I remember back to when UConn brought in those roulette Doritos, mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to pass out, but I know I was fine, and you were fine as well. Yeah, I mean, and I like, I mean, you say, oh, that's hot and spicy. Oh, good. I'll have some of that, but it's not, can you make it so spicy I can't stand it? Because mm-hmm. then I'll really love it. That's just not, that's not me. No masochism here, I suppose. The most popular pet names for 2023... For dogs, Charlie beat out Cooper as this year's top dog name. <laughs> we got a grand dog named Charlie. Yes, we do. Which they say there's a story to, but I'm, I'm like, well, what's the story? Because, well, Charlie is a girl. Like, well, is that short for Charlotte? Or Well, there was a Disney show about 10 years ago that the lead character was a girl named Charlie. Well, that might that could very well be it. Oh, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Charlie. I yes, think is what that's it's called. exactly what it was. All right, so Charlie, then it was Cooper, was number two. Then Max, then uh. Lucy, then Bella. On the cat side, Charlie topped Leo as the number one cat name. Max, Sophie, and Stella rounded out the top five for cats. Now, can we go back to the dogs when they broke it down by state? Lucy was the top dog name in Kentucky. I've had a dog named Lucy. Bella in Tennessee, Charlie in Illinois, Daisy in Indiana, Sadie in Ohio. But in the cat infographic, the number one cat name is also Lucy in Kentucky. Shout out to Iowa. Uh, Oh, yeah, I see that, Sam. Why do we? Why do we? I don't know. What? We I just, like how Texas we, is kitty. We just that's great, yeah, kitty. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they're like all right, kitty. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, could that be the Sheldon Cooper influence? Oh, Soft maybe. kitty, warm kitty, maybe. little ball of fur. Because Sheldon's from Tejas. So anyway, there you best. Come on, Kentucky. We need to do better. We don't just need to throw a blanket over our dogs and cats and say, okay, you're going to beat Lucy. Let's have one for cats and let's have one for dogs. I just think we should try a little harder. Is that too we'll, much to ask? We'll, uh, we'll put someone on that. Yeah. Have someone look into it. New research has found that smelly armpits may turn some people into a mosquito magnet. This is apparently the reason that some people are so plagued by the annoying critters while others get off scot-free. The pesky insects are drawn to body odor. What we commonly call B.O., which, do you remember when Alea learned the phrase, get the D.O. for the B.O.? 
No. <laughs> yeah. And mosquitoes can find us from 350 feet away once they get a whiff. <laughs> if you're thumping from 350 feet, you got a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, if you are thumping that far away, you probably deserve a few bites. Like, go what, do something. What was Misty's line always, what's your relationship with soap and water? <laughs> what yes. is your relationship with soap and water? Then <laughs> sometimes, yes, that's a very valid point, but sometimes people don't. They might stop there. You need to. It's sometimes. Continue on. Sometimes not just soap and water will do. Mm-hmm. You got to have to be a little more aggressive, yes. or a little more preventative. So try a little harder. But, but you know what's interesting? So some, I mean, fragrances also attract mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. So I guess we need to find out what deodorant doesn't have a fragrance that right. they like, so we can combat bo. And not attract with fragrance. So they don't like citronella, apparently. And then, like, uh, baby oil or something like that doesn't. <laughs> um, what is it, Sam? I think baby ba- oil. Baby oil. I think, I think I've read that they don't like that. Oh, okay. I, I'm open for anything. Let's, let's check that out. Let's verify that. Let's uh, don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm covered in Let's make sure that just wasn't emotion. just an internet rumor. No. Isn't that what the show's built on sometimes? <laughs> sometimes. Chaotic <laughs> video footage captures the moment a naked man attacked people at a Florida gym and then rampaged through the street. The unidentified nudist was taking a boxing class Tuesday night at UFC gym in Midtown Miami when he suddenly stripped down. <laughs> Moons over Miami. I love it. Did you need to say it was in Florida? Out, no, not really. <laughs> Outrageous footage shows the man attempting to use the machines while completely naked before trying to pick fights with people who were working out. Nobody wants to fight a naked dude. No. Right? No. Cops don't want to wrestle a naked dude. They don't want... The boxing coach said he was a little off. He wasn't hitting the bag as usual. Then the member walked his way downstairs, and he was just acting very bizarre. Gym staff tried to control the man who kept fighting back. He was becoming dangerous, so at that point, the coaches just picked him up and took him out. After being manhandled out of the gym... What Ron White would call being thrown into public. Who had to? Who had to take what end? Exactly. Right. The rowdy man started right to attack blanket? people on the road outside the facility. The footage shows the aggressive nudist harassing an older man who is sitting in a wheelchair outside <laughs> before getting whacked in the back of the head with a bag by a bystander. Granny hit him with his purse. He got ta- he got tased twice. Finally, when the cops showed up, that's a pocketbook. That, that did not. <laughs> Myrtle hit him with your pocketbook, and it didn't seem to phase him. But they finally got him under control, and uh, who, who knows? Boxing makes you aggressive. Apparently, got to get you a break. We'll come back. Who won the weekend box office? We'll tell you coming up here on In the Know. Did you know? There is an average of 380 sesame seeds on a Big Mac bun. Did you count them? 380. I had it higher. I hired it out to have them counted. You know, if I had a Big Mac, nah, I'll probably just go ahead and inhale it. I started to say, if somebody would bring me a Big Mac, I might count. No, no, you wouldn't. I'd just inhale it. Mm -mm. Um, Yeah, so... I would have not guessed it was that many. Yeah, that seems like a lot. It it does, but they're tiny, so it takes mm-hmm. a lot to make a presentation that you know is effective. At the weekend box office, Guardians got lapped by Fast and Furious Ten. Oh my! Fast Ten did sixty-seven and a half million dollars. There are ten of those. Guardians of the Galaxy did thirty-two million dollars, so more than double. Mario still did just about $10 million. Book Club did $3 million. And BlackBerry did a half million dollars. What's BlackBerry? Is That's that the story of the BlackBerry? Mm-hmm. You had one of those, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, he did. Did you have the holster for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good little walkie-talkie click, thing, click, too. Click, 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 With a little ball on it, right? She... She got into the iPhone game first, and then I followed a couple years later, I guess. Something like that. So, you know, it's graduation season, and I know a lot of people that you know are graduating. Uh, inside the K105 family, you know, we got uh, Alex Cook graduating. 
and uh, Cole, Cole Stein, graduating. Yeah. Uh, any of our other crew members Those that are, are graduating? Those are the two ones that we have that are graduating. And then, of course, Gracie Cook got her associate's degree, so they're going to kind of be celebrating. I know Alex had a big celebration yesterday. Cole did as well. Cole did have And I hated that. I couldn't get to either one of them because we were uh, stuck in extra innings. Luke Scott, part of our church family, is graduating. He's joining the Navy, so I had kind of a thing for him last night. So as you're keeping track of all these, I want to make sure, because you there's a chance you did not get an invitation in the mail, you do need to be aware that Honey Boo Boo is graduating. So, <laughs> But did you want to go full screen on that? Yeah, Listen, please. Yes, proud, please. Proud Mama June. Oh. Oh, uh-oh. Is there? I bet and, Misty has made travel arrangements. There's, there's Elena Honey Boo Boo Thompson. I'm assuming that this reaction is to Alex and I not agree, Honey yeah. Boo Boo. But well, I mean, you know. Whatever. Same. <laughs> I think the reaction is, the reaction is both. Uh, oh. Maybe Misty will go and report back. You, I hear they're having a catered cookout following her graduation where they were celebrate Honey Boo Boo. And the entree will be Skeddy. Skeddy <laughs> will be the go-to meal. A Taylor Swift fan became a security guard at Bridge uh, at um, Nissan Stadium just so he could see the Eras Tour. He got shut out on tickets, so he decided to become a security guard so he could be at the shows when Taylor Swift was in Nashville. Now, one of the reasons that I was intrigued by this headline is because I learned yesterday that Reese the Niece mm-hmm. is angling to see the Cincinnati show mm-hmm. of Taylor Swift. And her mother is like, <laughs> big ticket, etc. <laughs> That's even probably an understatement. Yes. Well, I still. But one of the things <laughs> is Reese the Niece turns sweet 16 mm-hmm. in about a month from now. And so it's like, well, what? big regret from me not not using my Bengals season tickets to get on the on the end on those because uh, I could I could have made could have had a big turn on that. I could have made a, made an Adele like profit. You would have made Taylor sad had you done that, and she might have written a song about you. Well, I, I a negative one. I'd have a, been happy with probably a two hundred fifty percent profit. Probably so, but now I know that I can suggest to Pluto Pup, Reese the niece's mother. That <laughs> Reese can just get a part-time job at there Paycor Stadium mm-hmm. so she can get paid while enjoying the concert. You think, honey, do you think Reese would make a very imposing oh, security oh, guard? Oh, yeah, she would. She'd be a mm-hmm. bruiser. You know, mm-hmm. She'd point yeah. her flashlight at people telling them, go sit down, get yes. back to your seat. And I can they just would, see it now. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, they would do it. Harrison Ford is defending his de-aging in Indiana Jones 5. You know, they use the similar technology that they use for Mandalorian on Mark uh, Hamill to roll back the clock for this Indiana Jones movie. And he said, that's what I looked like 35 years ago. He said, I know that is my face. (laughs) It's not kind of Photoshop magic. That's what I look like 35 years ago. And so he's he's right. I don't mind it. I mean, just they do other they got other movie making tricks. I don't know why we why someone has a problem with these. When is that out? Um, Doesn't it come out? Is it soon or is it still like June or July? No, I, well, uh, officially premiered. It officially premiered at the Cannes Film Festival this year, so I would imagine it's coming out sometime this year. If it's far, if it's close enough to show at Cannes, it's got to be coming out relatively soon. And then I June was thirty, June thirty, and then I was reading this morning that John Cena said that he regrets his Dwayne Johnson feud, claiming I was so selfish. Of all the people in the world that I might have a feud with, The Rock would not be at the top of the list. You know, it'd be yes, yes, Rock, sir, no Rock, sir. You didn't see that coming, did you? No, I did not. Didn't see that coming. Got to get to a break. Come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Some parents don't allow their children to climb trees, throw rocks, or ride bicycles without a helmet. And then there's Jacob Smith. He was just 12 years old when he conquered a legendary triple diamond ski slope in Montana called the Big Coulard. The Big Coulard is a narrow ski run bordered on both sides by rock walls, descending at a steep 50 degrees, which means if you lose your footing, you'll probably tumble all the way to the bottom. 
Remarkably, not only was Jacob Smith 12 years old when he skied the legendary run, he was also blind. That's right, Jacob navigated the treacherous mountain without seeing a single rock, tree, or patch of deep powder that posed a risk. You might ask, how did he do it? His father, Nathan. Nathan watched Jacob from the base, sees obstacles that he can't, and guides him via two-way radio turn by turn, all the way down the slope to the bottom. Trust is central to it all. Nathan trusts his son enough to allow him to risk, and Jacob trusts his father enough to follow his instructions. Coddling children insulates them from danger, but prevents them from developing the wisdom they need to succeed as adults. Children mature into responsible adults by taking risks while trusting their parents to speak truth into their lives, guiding them turn by turn through unseen obstacles. Mutual trust is the essence of every thriving parent-child relationship. And to help your children thrive, visit FocusOnTheFamily.com. I'm Jim Daly. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, text the word DIVINE to 989898 to get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. Remember, there are no strings attached. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. Just text that word D-I-V-I-N-E, DIVINE, to 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Maybe you're not one of those frequent flyers, but sometimes you just want to hit the beach or see your new granddaughter or go to that out-of-state wedding. Whatever the reason for your getaway, if it involves flying in the U.S. or visiting a military base after May 7th, 2025, you'll need a Kentucky Real ID driver's license or an ID that is Real ID compliant. Make a plan to get your Kentucky Real ID now. Go to realidky.com. If there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that our children's health is vitally important. Today, we're talking to Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman about KCHIP, the Kentucky Children's Health Insurance Program. KCHIP is health insurance at no cost for kids up to age 19 who meet eligibility. It's designed to make sure no one falls through the cracks because our future depends on our kids and we must keep them healthy. You mentioned that it's zero dollars for those who are eligible. How does a family qualify? Those who qualify must meet income guidelines, but the guidelines are generous. We say if your family income is less than 60 or $70,000 a year, look into KCHIP. You may qualify. Lieutenant Governor, you've been a teacher, a basketball coach, and you're a mother, so it's easy to see why KCHIP is so important to you. That's right. Children have always been a big part of my life, and KCHIP is designed to make sure all kids have health insurance. To find out more, just search KCHIP online. That's K-C-H-I-P. MB's point to ponder for today. If you were to get cheated by the Better Business Bureau, who would you complain to? Joe Biden. Good thought. I know you two. You two are, well, I guess not you, but... Stanley Buckles is, right? Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my pseudonym that I operate under sometimes. <laughs> it's my CIA name, Stanley. Uh, I just thought maybe it would just be Yelp. You just go to Yelp and complain about but I kind of like the Joe Biden answer better. Yeah, you just give him a call. Okay. Well, I mean, they reach out to me all the time. So, on Are the NBA playoffs still going on tonight? Do you know? Uh, yeah. I, I caught a bit of the... Caught a bit of the game the other night. By the way, they're both three zero. I know that the uh, Nuggets are up three zero, and then the Heat are up three zero. I was at dinner so, uh, Saturday evening, and the game was on in the distance, but the sound wasn't up. And they showed a picture of Adam Sandler, and in the lower corner of the screen, it said twenty twenty three. And I thought something happened to Adam Sandler. 
it didn't look it looked like all it was missing was the birth year. And I was like, I would know if something had him to happen to Sandman. Mm-hmm. I would have been getting like Facebook. I would have been getting notifications from AP and all that. So <laughs> come to find out, it was apparently a thing. Like the ESPN is taking grief for showing a picture of Adam Sandler during the game, but it wasn't during the game. It was as they went to break. It was. It looked like an in memoriam type shot. And it kind of panicked everybody and like, ah, that's the TV version of clickbait. Well, I noticed that there there also is the funny clip of Mike Breen, who's the play-by-play guy for ESPN. He's really good. They were showing, because the game was in L.A., so it's all the celebrities, and they were going through, and there's like, uh, you know, this person, and he's naming them off, and then a rapper popped up, and the name of the rapper is Quavo, and it's a little hard to say, and he goes, and there's that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I'm not even going to try and say that name. Uh, at the Reds game yesterday... They first pitch was thrown out by Angelo <laughs> Dawkins, who I did not know, but that I noticed they were putting on a big show, he and his buddy. And so finally I had to Google his, oh, he's a wrestler. Yeah. It was, and like, so that's he's why from he used to put on a big, a well, big show. Well, I did see who was there on Saturday. I don't know. Maybe you two were together. Kyle Macy. He got a shout out during the Reds broadcast. I did not see that. No, I was. Uh, I was kind of surprised that the Reds broadcast made such a big deal about it. I was down on the field level. I, my, mm. I made a new friend. We made, I made a new friend named Alex. Mm. A kid who literally, Aaron Judge reached over the netting and grabbed the ball from this kid and signed it and handed it back to him. And so when I sat down behind him, that kid was just beaming. I'll show you the picture in a little while. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson, speaking at the University of Michigan, outlined the goals of his great society. In 1960, an earthquake magnitude 9.5, the strongest ever measured, struck southern Chile, claiming 1,655 lives. In 69, the lunar module of Apollo 10 flew to within nine miles of the moon's surface in a dress rehearsal for the first lunar landing. Johnny Carson hosted The Tonight Show for the final time this date in 1992. In 2011, a tornado devastated Joplin, Missouri... With winds up to 250 miles an hour. I know somebody, I have a colleague who lived in Joplin during that time, is from Joplin, as a matter of fact, that talks about that weather event. But I had no idea winds of 250 miles an hour. That's (laughs) not something you hear of a lot. I mean, to put things in perspective, I think when we had the windstorm that came through here, I think it was like 80 mile per hour winds. That's right. And usually that's hurricane force is 80 and you get above 100. It's hard to even wrap your brain around that. Right. If an F1 tornado, uh, an EF1 tornado is 100, then that's two and a half times more. So mercy. That was a, that's a lot. Birthdays today, retired Major League Baseball all-star pitcher Tommy John is 80 today. Namesake for the infamous surgery that many pitchers have. Bernie Taupin is 73. Johnny Gill is 57. Naomi Campbell is 53. Apollo Antonono is 41. And Novak Jokovic is 36 today. And the Strawberry Queen. Got to make sure we give her a yeah. shout out. Yeah. Well, I, she, yes. Again. I think we did. We did mention yeah. it earlier. She's, yeah, but she deserves more than one shout out. I mean, she does have to put up with UConn. Then there's that. Uh, Gone but not forgotten. Wagner, the composer in 1813. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, born in 1859. There you go. That's why today mm-hmm. is... Uh, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, I was trying to think of his name Sherlock as we Holmes day. here. Lawrence Olivier, born in 1907. Johnny Olson in 1910. He's famous like game show host announcer. Johnny Olson. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1959. Wilbert Harrison, number one. They got some crazy little women there, and I'm gonna get me one. I'm going to Kansas City. I'm gonna be standing on the corner, 12th Street and Bond. <laughs> I'm going to Kansas City. Let's go to 1968. I love this one. Cuckoo Kachu. And here's to you. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. 
right. Let's go to 1977. Stevie, number one with Sir Duke. Tell you we're on a we're on a run of great number ones. In nineteen eighty six, Van Halen from the fifty one fifty album. Wow. The line. I, I could listen, you know, the guitars in that. I got, uh, I got the other day for some reason. I had a big craving to hear ZZ Top nationwide. I just there's I'm bang, I'm nationwide. 1995, Brian Adams number one. Have you ever really loved a woman? Even uh, give me summer '69 instead. It's no run to you. Mm-mm. It's no heaven. How about Naughty Girl? Beyonce, number one in '04. Again, not my favorite Beyonce either. And then, am I allowed to be a little, little careful? All right, first class, number one in 2022. I skipped, by the way. I shouldn't have skipped my uh, BFF, Justin Timberlake, number one with Mirrors in 2013. Ten years ago today. Okay, MB's Perlo Wisdom for today um, is kind of a circle back to a story we had earlier in the show. When you really want to slap someone. Do it and say, Mosquito! <laughs> when you really want to slap someone, do it and say, Mosquito! MB's Prolo Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy and B, and now you're in the know.